Well, welcome guys to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron V. Lashley. And today I have on the show with us the Hamiltons, Justin and Delicia Hamilton. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Aaron. Can I say before we get started that I'm offended? Um, how many people? Have you had, how many people have you had to do this already? This is the 25th episode. The, the, the 26th. 25th. 25th. Hold on. Hold wow. on. My first maybe 10. So I'm no. offended. No. That is because 25 <laughs> okay. people before we got to do one. That's what I'm going to Okay. About. The reason for that is because I wanted to establish what I was doing first <laughs> and then have my friends on. You know what I mean? Like before yeah. before we bring That's you good. on. Like, That's good. Yeah. That's a good. You don't want it to be like janky. You know, I want it to be good. <laughs> so you tried 25 people before we were. Okay. That's how I'm yeah. looking at it. You're good. Yes. See? I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you guys. But anyway, I've known these guys for like two and a half years now. July of 2016 is when I encountered them. It was actually a service, and I was working at Impact Church at the time on the operations team, and I was feeling like, okay, it's my job to make people feel comfortable. They're new. They were sitting (laughs) in the back. Like, I thought they were there, there for the first time. Little did I know we were hiring them to be the youth and young adult pastors, you know, and then I was super embarrassed once I figured out, oh, they're like staff members like me. Like, I didn't realize that part. But so anyways, I've known them for a while. Uh, they a lead and pastor of the youth and young adults at Impact Church in Scottsdale. So I'm happy to have you guys. But since you did your whole little spiel about being offended, you know, <laughs> I want to know from you guys, like one or two things, maybe even the people that do know you don't know about you. Okay. Well, I, I gave you number one that I'm highly offended. Well, I was highly offended, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm I'm not as offended anymore because okay. you changed my perspective. That's why, that's why this is conversation is good because they changed perspective. Uh, number two, <laughs> for me, um, if I lived my dream, I would have never been doing this because I wouldn't be in ministry. So I wouldn't have qualified for your podcast. I would <laughs> I'd be doing another profession. So um, ministry was not my first, second, third choice gotcha. for a career. Yeah, um, we something that you guys might not know about us is um, we met when we were 15. And then um, I also have been part of doing ministry as a Christian fully like involved in church since I was 15 years old. So I didn't grow up being raised like that. So yeah, no, that's super cool. So I want to ask you guys a little bit about the relationship conference coming up, um, like what it is, why you want to do it, and where the theme, get your ship together, comes from. So why put this thing on? Like what's the whole, what's the story behind it? Oh, you go ahead. So, um, well, you got two questions. So the first thing, why, why, why do we want to do a conference? Well, first of all, we start with the theme. So the theme of the conference came from a series that we did with Culture Shock Young Adults at Impact Church um, back in May of this year. And we have a bunch of uh, young adults that um, we didn't do a relationship series in February because I don't want us to be basic like every other <laughs> church and talk about relationships. But people kept bringing it up. So I was like, it was kind of out of frustration and then also out of, oh, this might catch. And then, um, so we just decided to do a series called Get Your Ship Together. And it was a, supposed to be a one or two week series. 
Mm -hmm. And then the response was really great. So we were like, okay, we'll extend it another week. And I think we ended up doing like three or four weeks of it. Yeah. And it was only supposed to be one. Um, and so, and um, we, we've been to conference. We're conference people. I, we love conferences. We love going to conferences and, and learning stuff. But I realized that I've, I've been to different conferences for different reasons. And I don't feel like they always apply to everyone. I feel like like you go to a leadership conference, and that's great if you're passionate about leadership, but if you don't feel like a leader, you don't, you're not passionate about leadership, then the leadership right. conference isn't for you. Or you go to a worship conference and be, you know, listen to amazing worship leaders and be in the presence of God and all that, but if that's not really what you're passionate about, then that's not for you either. Yeah. But everybody, everybody is either in a relationship, just got out of a relationship, or is looking to be in another better relationship. And sure. Relationships are something that none of us were. It's just a part of human life. We're always in and out of some form of relationship. So we yeah. thought relationship conference would be something that would be all inclusive. You couldn't talk yourself out of it. You need it. Yeah. I need it. And so we thought it's not happening. And we're instead of like, let's just do it. Let's do it. Right. Right. No, I think it's cool. What, what were you going to say? Delina? No, Anything? no, no. Like, I just think it's something that's um, honestly, it's, it's, exciting to be able to do and uh, to, I think that it's going to be something that we are going to um, really see so much from just a relationship conference I think that's overall just a good um, something that I would personally want to go to every year if I could yeah so yeah, yeah. were you like banging something just now uh, <laughs> 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 okay. no that's cool <laughs> Well, um, you know, with all of the things that you're going to be talking about at the relationship conference, and I'm really excited about it. Like I've been to a lot of conferences myself and put on a lot of conferences, like just working in church most of my life, but I've never been a part of one that was solely about relationships. So I'm really excited about it. I love the theme as well. And um, <laughs> I just got no, you're good. First time for everything. First time for everything. But with that in mind, I kind of want to go through the different ships, you know, like marriage, relationship, friendship, being single, all of those things, and just kind of ask you guys different questions about that. So the first ship being the marriage relationship. And you guys pastor millennials, you pastor youth, and you work a lot with the parents of those age brackets. With that in mind, you know, what have you seen to be the biggest problem with failing marriages when it comes to millennials or why, why do marriages struggle and why do they fail when it comes to the millennials? Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, go ahead. Um, I can give my perspective from my life experiences and what we've seen for me yeah. personally. I never saw a healthy marriage growing up. So, so I was, I was raised in a in a broken home. My my father and my mother were separated, um, so I never got to see it firsthand what it looked like to have a healthy marriage. Um, my wife was the same way, and all the friends I had either had divorced parents or parents were never were married, and so it, it was like a cycle I saw throughout throughout my community growing up. So firsthand, I had experience in it. And then when we got as we started in the ministry and the teens we were dealing with, we saw a repetitive thing with that or their parents were together, together, you know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't really yeah. together. So like it was unhealthy at home yeah. or um, 
it, it was it, or as a marriage where the parent the kids were like i would never want to be in something like that it was just it wasn't never reflect they never saw marriages or relationships reflected in a healthy godlike um as, aspect or point of view so i right. if that's if, if that's what i've seen in my demographic just being in california and arizona and statistically we know divorce is, is 50 percent of american marriages end in divorce and it's an mm -hmm. epidemic and and so I think for millennials, especially, it's like, why would I want something that is probably not going to work? Why yeah. I, or why would I want something that has, I've seen cause so much pain, stress, frustration to my parents, you know? Hmm. But I think yeah. it's kind of us doing this as an opportunity to fight the stigma, fight the stereotype. And, and it's not even, it, it's fight the facts. It, it, the fact is that most marriages, most relationships aren't healthy. That's just the hmm. fact. Yeah, um, I would say that from my perspective, why what we face when we're doing like premarital counseling and things like that um, with millennials, especially is that if it's a perspective and the fact of thinking that they they have the same foundation, but then they truly find out like it wasn't founded on the same foundation to really mm -hmm. uh, go back to. And that's Jesus and knowing that you have that strong relationship as a single person to just have that first and foremost in your marriage. And I learned that early on from great examples of different marriages that once we yeah. were married, yeah, it was kind of like, it, it, that's when like crap hit the fan. Right. But yeah. it's, but then it was so awesome to be surrounded by um, people within church who did have healthy marriages that we weren't, um, we decided to just ask like, how are you making it? How, how do you do this? And we would always yeah. have the same answer all the time. Like God, God, god you know really? and they'd be like what does that mean though like what does that right. really mean yeah. and and it and honestly it's so true it's understanding the power of prayer and i learned mm -hmm. that from even your mama and i love yeah. aaron like i love your mom so much because it was just knowing even from somebody who's wiser and understands marriage so well is that the power of prayer and that foundation mm -hmm. and knowing that that you can fight better it's not saying that problems aren't going to happen and that's not what jesus yeah. wants with us but is how to fight them right and to mm -hmm. have that and so um i think for a lot of us it's because the foundation is rocky yeah. and it was mm -hmm. probably never made re renewed or and our it was founded on something um together we um that both couples came from different foundations or maybe something that was a little cracked or broken mm -hmm. before they mm -hmm. even looked at it fully together and realizing like something's wrong something's not right or something yeah. a little off and we need to reestablish this foundation together you know that's good yeah i think also no, back, oh, go ahead. well i was just thinking cause i think another thing especially for millennials in church is that you see so many unhealthy relationships from people in church so that makes mm -hmm. it a worse turn off because you're like well they're you know they've been in church and they still didn't make it and so i think it sometimes is like she said is making sure that it's not a religious thing but but having yeah. about learning what love looks like because there's some yeah. people that have been going to church their whole lives and they still don't love well. They don't they don't right. love the right way. And they've never experienced love, so they can't replicate what they haven't experienced. It's just been a religious mm -hmm. experience. And then their kids, us, we look at that and we're like, well, we're in church all the time and they still didn't make it or they're one way on Sunday, different way on Monday. So yeah. I really think that this this conference is kind of birthed out of that that need and, and that perspective. That's really good. You mentioned something too, Delicia, about uh, when marriages don't work, realizing that it's because your foundation, what you're building it on, may yeah. maybe you know cracked or what what have you. But when it comes to singles, you know, 
um, in, in my own experience, because I am a single and then super having friends single. who are singles. <laughs> I'm like single, not super single, but just single. <laughs> but, um, you know, in my own experience and with the friends I know, you're either like super tired of thinking this one's going to work out and then it doesn't. So you don't want to keep trying or you're like, well, where is my other co-captain so that I can have a team with this ship, you know, I can't find my co-captain, you know, or, um, you know, like you're just kind of like you said, Justin, just super tired of it not working or just seeing that it doesn't work, you know? So with all of that being said, like, what is, what is you guys' heart when it comes to pastoring singles? Um, and, and what advice do you give to them? You know, through the frustration of you want to be in a relationship, but it's not working and it's so painful to keep trying or, you know, like you want to be okay just being single, but what are you guys' thoughts on all that? Well, I love and admire singles because I just feel like that's, that's such a great time to have with God. And um, like I said, me and Justin met when we were 15. So that didn't, that, that was something that I felt like I had to really, I didn't really get so much of. And that was just the path God had for me. But I love, you're welcome. yeah, I, I you're so <laughs> But I wanted to, I, I, I love being able to meet singles and talk to them because it's something to help encourage them because I'm the one on the other side of the road. And I know it's not as easy to always hear from the person who's already married, but yeah. at the same time, it's like letting them know, like cherish this time, cherish this time because it's such a great time to have with just God and, and just to be able to do what he has for you as an individual, as a single, because he has a story just for you. And yeah. right now, before you start that journey with somebody else. And so um, I think you said it best, babe, where you were talking about as far as what's our favorite thing with singles when we we're um, discussing it. Um, I was just saying, like, I think oh, some singles, they mess up because they, they imagine that they're waiting on the right person. And that's not biblical. Um, waiting, like just sitting down on a bus stop waiting for the right person to come is never what the Bible talks about when it says, like, waiting on the Lord. And more references like being a waiter. Like at a restaurant, like I'm, I'm waiting, yeah. I'm, I'm actively doing something. I'm not just sitting down waiting yeah. for Mrs. Wright or Mr. Wright to come. I'm becoming the right person. But right. more so, I'm focused on really being active in this season. I'm not waiting like, oh, that next season, once I get with someone, it's going to be my best season. No, your best season is, season is right where you are. And, and as I'm waiting, serving, getting connected, cl getting closer to God, getting, getting connected with community, so I'm able to see what healthy relationships look like. And also allows me to set a standard for myself because once you <laughs> once you once you've waited and served and understand what God thinks of you and, and, and your purpose in life, then you have a standard that you're not willing to compromise in, in, in terms of relationships. So once you have mm -hmm. that standard, then you're able to tell the, the real from the counterfeit in terms of is this really the relation God wants for me? Or is this something that will cause me to settle and miss out on the blessing he really has for me? Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, and I think it's important as singles to know is, like, I think one of the things that I love ministering to them about is that it's this time of personal growth and to be able to have, to understand that when you come into a relationship, you need to be as a whole individual with God. He's your full mm -hmm. source, your only source. The person that you're going to end up with or and carry that next journey or chapter with is, is supposed to be your partner in doing that not the one that takes over or you lose yourself in that person. Yeah, they can't complete. Yeah. They can't complete with you. Yeah, exactly. Like they mm -hmm. compliment you. And it's a, it's, it's a cliche little thing to say, but it's so true. It's 
they don't bring wholeness to you. You need to be a yeah. whole person in coming into that relationship. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. And, and I want to ask you guys too, you know, you guys have such a unique story and, you know, obviously your testimony is out there. It's the links on my bio through watching and haven't seen it. Uh, just the story of their relationship and their walk with God and how God grew them together, which is just a beautiful story. But with all of that in mind, I know that both of you guys respect the families that you come from, but you also have a great vision for the family that you want for yourself. And you know, what are your thoughts about that? Because I'm even seeing that with my sister and Stefan. They just got married, you know, almost two years ago now. And then Eldon and Lexi, they just got married. And, you know, each party is respecting the family they come from, but also trying to establish their own vision and their own path for them. And I want to know from you guys, like, what advice do you give to people that want to do that? You know, Justin, you use the word fleet, which I love that, you know, like, establishing your own fleet, you know, and, and having the right fleet and all that and building the right fleet. But um, that, but also like, what do you guys want for your family knowing where you come from, but what do you guys want to build for you? I think um, one, the Bible talks about in Proverbs repeatedly, honor your father and mother that your days may be called honor your father and mother. Deuteronomy, honor your father and mother. So honor is, is essential to honoring um, where you came from, your parents. However, even before it says that, in Genesis, God says that a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. So I believe that in honoring my parents and honoring our parents, we honor them by creating boundaries with them. So yeah. I'm able to honor them by, you know, appreciating their, their wisdom, getting their insight, um, loving them for who they are. But at the same time, realizing that where I'm from and where we both come from yeah. is not going to sustain where we're going it's like mm -hmm. we're able to take the best things of where we learned and where we came from while also establishing that this is a new legacy this is a new a new generation that we're responsible for and yeah. and with that you're able to create up healthy boundaries to where um for us it's been great like i i, I we have we have non-negotiables you know yeah. as far as we'll never disrespect our parents or in-laws or anything like that we, we have a great relation with both of them but when it comes to like parenting our kids um, we don't, we, there, there, there's no, um, contradictions with what we say at our house to where, when they stay at their grandparents' house or something like that, uh, when it yeah. comes to, um, our own marriage, our own conflicts, because sometimes our ships get stormy and, and, and rocky and things like that. And we have established that when we, when we, when we get counsel, we don't, we don't, we're careful with, with how we involve our parents, because at the end of the day, my mom loves me. She loves my wife. She's probably going to love me more because she's mine, right? <laughs> probably. <laughs> so it's my, job, it's my job to make sure that I never put her in a position to where her integrity or her, her view could be compromised. Does that make sense? I protect her. Because yeah. I've left where I came from, and I'm, I'm responsible for where I'm at. Um, yeah. And that just keeps things healthy. Um, but, and it's um yeah it's definitely to respect those boundaries and knowing that and we and even when you come either if you come from like a hard family or or a great family whatever the case might be you still need boundaries regardless yeah and um because now it's you two coming becoming one and you're creating more different things and new things together and mm -hmm. one of the things um even having children and we're the only ones that have children in our family is that knowing how to um be okay with like 
we're not going to do everything that I grew up doing. And we're not, you're not going to do everything that he grew up doing. We're going to yeah. create new traditions and new things for our family and what works best for us. And yeah. knowing that that's okay, that there isn't a cookie cutter way to have what's a healthy family. Cause I feel sure. like every family has um, different seasons, like any other relationship and you have to be okay right. in those seasons with your kids. But I think the biggest thing also is being a mom and parents as well in ministry and with our families, um, particularly, and mm -hmm. what we want for our family is to know that we're present. We're present yeah. in our kids' lives. And I think that that they'll forever remember more than anything that we ever tell them or um, try to tell, like, give them as far as traditions and things that we do or, you know, they just want us present. They just want us yeah. to present, and that's really big for us in the season that we're in right now, having two kids now, and um, being having such busy lives. To anybody who's dealing with that and trying to sh um, juggle what they have, is knowing mm -hmm. that um, you have the non-negotiables and the negotiables to what happens with your family, but always keeping your family present and your kids involved in everything that you do, and knowing mm -hmm. why you do it, and letting and letting them see that. And so yeah. I think that's, uh, that's huge too. And knowing that as a parent and um, just with our families is knowing like, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. And we love you guys. And we love everything about who we, who, who you guys have brought us up to be and everything that yeah. our family has created. But now God's given us to be able to create our own things together, you yeah. know, and they might look a little different. And I sure. think even at home, I think the biggest thing, as far as you said something about like, what is we want our family to look like for the future mm -hmm. is for mm -hmm. our daughters, we want to always, we want them to be able to say that our parents were better off stage than on stage. Right. That mm -hmm. our parents were better parents than preachers or pastors. And that um, I want, I want my kids to authentically love Jesus because they know that and, and they authentically love the church because they know that the church never came before them. Right. And yeah, so they're right. able to, have an appreciation and we always like to say we don't we don't have to go to church we get to go to church you know we it's it's how we mm -hmm. say things that kind of creates the culture for our own family is that we we get to serve people we get to do life with people we get yeah. to be you know at these yeah. different events we don't have to do anything it's good the only thing i got to do is stay black and die but <laughs> why that's the talk no, that's I have with good. my daughter. It's like she knows. <laughs> no, that's good. You just you know, have to I, say black I'm... and die. That's it. That's it. Two most important things in life. Two most important things in life. It's really simple. <laughs> but I, I want to ask you guys about friendships because you guys observing you over the last two and a half years, you guys have really great you have a great way of relating to people and people um enjoy relating to you guys and i think because you just have a, such a heart of love for people and a genuine desire to to walk with them more than like change them just to see them grow and meet them where they are which i think is a beautiful trait that you guys carry um, but i want to ask you because i understand as well as you guys what it's like to move to establish your life and family and church life in one state and to move to another state and how do you manage like two questions one like what's the key to healthy friendships but then two like how do you manage friendships when they're seasonal when you're changing states and life is yeah. different how, how do you guys manage those things you're well, a better friend than me you answer this no, yeah. <laughs> i would agree with that <laughs> I, I, think he was, 
that. Yes. And um, no, no. I just, I, I genuinely love this, this topic. I love this topic. Um, I would say in a nutshell, the, what has helped me have healthy friendships is knowing um, Holly Frederick said it best. And I don't even want to like try to change it up because she just said it so great. She said, friendships um, are not found, they're formed. And I love that because it's, it's so, it says it in a nutshell that the fact that they're hard work. Their hard work mm -hmm. and that to keep them and to go to you're distracting Sorry. me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to. I, I know. Okay. So so and, and knowing that like it's not even a, a negative thing about that. It's it's like knowing like even when times get rough, when things don't always go your way, it's yeah or it's not what you expected. And that's the biggest key. What has helped me is stop having expectations on people. Mm -hmm. And um, I loved uh, Justin and I were talking about it. And it's it goes back to what um, I think all relationships need to know as far as with, when it comes to friendships, and even your family is to always and even with our kids, we learn, you've always had to have your hands open. Don't hold on to them so tightly that you yeah. are holding on and choking out what God has for them and for you. Because mm -hmm. sometimes um, healthy relationships is letting go. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean healthy relationships are always holding on and that you guys are BFFs forever and you are ride or die. And I feel like God brings, but um, he also allows others to leave because it's the season that you're needing to become and go to the next place that you probably wouldn't have ever gone if they never left or you mm -hmm. probably would have never done, you know, and yeah. knowing that, um, it's not easy. It's been, it's been definitely a challenge, but I truly believe it's given me peace and, um, a lot of, a lot of just contentment in my friendships and knowing that they don't have, I don't have expectations anymore. I'm not putting yeah. people at this place of that they can't meet or they won't ever be able to reach because there are such high expectations of what I feel mm -hmm. like a friend should be and that yeah. yet I'm not being myself to them. So that's what I would say about healthy friendships. Um, I just think there's, there, I think we're passionate about them because we know how much we need them. I yeah. think that um, for me personally, I, I, I want to be the type of friend. I think of what Proverbs says as iron sharpens iron, a friend, one friend sharpens the countenance of another friend, meaning that I need people in my life that make me better, but also that I add value to. I don't want to be like a leech friend or that consumer mm -hmm. friend where I'm always taking out of the relationship without contributing. So I look yeah. at like in every area of my life, I want I want a friend that's a better husband than me that inspires me to be a better husband. Yeah. I want a friend that's a better pastor than me that inspires me to lead better. I want a friend that is a better friend than me that teaches me how to be a better friend. You know, I just need yeah. people in my life that I can learn from, glean from, but also I can find ways that I can add value to that that I'm being, you know, I'm reciprocating what they're what they're putting out for me and i think that's the balance i think that's what makes every healthy friendship yeah. or relationship is that it's just you guys are sharpening each other and the thing about that verse is sharpening comes with friction so yeah. I, I like i wouldn't say we're friends unless we have like a disagreement or a fight or, or you know mm -hmm. what i mean like unless we've yeah. gotten to that place where we were able to have some friction and we came out of it sharper that's sure. what a friend is if you have that friction and then they break away you realize hey that was just an acquaintance that god put in my life for a season and I'm able to, you know, I'm able to appreciate for what them for, like she said, for the season I had them, 
but yeah. I know that there's someone else that God's going to bring me back that I can keep, you know, being who I am, but that's right. I'm going to get sharper. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, I want to ask you guys, cause I know plenty of people know that I go to impact church, you know, and I, you know, announced at the beginning that that's where you guys go and pastor with youth and young adults. But for those who aren't familiar with impact and maybe want to check it out and check out what you guys are doing and, um, pastor Travis and Natalie and all the staff and everything, like how can they get in touch with you guys and visit? Like what's the info for all that? So first of all, you got to come to the best church in the world called Impact Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you live in another church, or if you live in another state, if you live in a church, stay there. We don't, we can't, we can't house you. We're not open we, all yeah, the time. So, but we got another, hours. Yeah. But um, but no, we just we're we're blessed to be a part of the just the great community, the best community um, under the best leadership. And it's Impact Church in Scottsdale, and we're blessed and privileged to oversee youth and young adults. Um, so every Thursday night, 7 p.m., we have young adults Bible study. Every Sunday, every Wednesday at 6.30, we have teen yeah. rally nights. Um, and then personally, if you feel interested in connecting with us <laughs> through social media. Um, Why are you saying like that? Like, it's just like so weird. I I'll never be able to get a – the biggest compliment I've ever received is earlier, Erin said that our message is in the link in her bio. I feel like in this generation, like, that's the pinnacle of, like, friendship. Like, like I'm in her bio. Like, if you go to her page, oh where they, like, that's – you're a real – Your expectations anyway, are too low, um, man. But yeah, I'm at – I think mine's MVP. I am Justin Hamilton. I am Justin Hamilton. And Dang, I have to say all that? Like, hold on. I don't even know. Like, is it at Delicia Hamilton? I think it's that. Yours is Delicia underscore Hamilton. Delicia underscore Hamilton. I like, knowing all the Instagram handles and stuff. She's not addicted. She's not. She's not. She's not. I'm not. She's not trying. Just add no, me. Just create it then. Just, just add yeah. me. She, not, she doesn't want you. I'll put, I'll put the links in the in the blog post later so you didn't have to it's okay you didn't have to memorize it yeah but okay. most important i, I would you. say get your ship together <laughs> relationship conference coming february 8th and 9th um we're really excited about it we think it's going to be a huge blessing to everyone in attendance and that it'll be yeah. something that really changes the culture and the relate the family dynamics of everyone in attendance because you can't leave there and not be better for yourself, better for your yeah. future spouse, your current spouse, your family. Every yeah. relation, every ship that's connected to you will be transformed, I believe, if you come to this conference. That's high expectations, dang. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's going to be met, though. It's going to be met. It's going to be good. Gonna be but thank you guys so thank much, you so for, much for having us. Love yeah. you. Yeah. Hey. be the 25th guest. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome. You'll probably be another guest soon, too. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> you're the best.